0: This is Sound and Vision from KEXP. Monday was Indigenous People's Day, so as you might have noticed, this week's podcasts have all featured Indigenous artists. And this next artist is Greg Deal of the band Dead Pioneers. KEXP's Dusty Henry has a story.
1: America's a pyramid scheme, and you ain't at the top.
2: Greg Deal is an artist, in the broad sense of the word. His disciplines vary from large-scale murals, spoken word and performance art pieces, even repurposing comic panels of indigenous caricatures and replacing their speech bubbles with punk rock lyrics. As a member of the Pyramid Lake Paiute tribe, Deal's art is often informed by his native identity. Rather than calling himself an indigenous artist, he refers to himself as a modern artist who happens to be indigenous. Deal has long had an affinity for the aesthetics and philosophies of punk rock. Now in his 40s, he's finally started his own band. Earlier this year, his band Dead Pioneers released their self-titled debut. Performed by his love of old-school punk bands like Black Flag, Rollins Band, and Suicidal Tendencies, as well as modern acts like Idols, Deal is a natural on the mic. Between raucous punk screes and spoken word pieces, he sounds like a seasoned punk veteran. On every track, he delivers unflinching commentary on the atrocities committed against indigenous people and the way indigenous and native identity has been perverted in media. Deal and I talked about his love of punk rock and how it reflects his own lived experience. I mean, I'm
1: like a native kid growing up in a small white town in Utah. Um, Park City looks like a big town because there's like three ski resorts there, but like it's a small town. It was like me and my sister and like a black kid and like maybe a Mexican or two uh, that were kind of blending in at the time. So really was already kind of on the outs. And so it was an opportunity to, I don't know, find something that resonated with how different I felt, um, or how different I was already being made to feel and, um, finding a sense of exclusivity in it. Um, besides the fact that I, I kind of already naturally rebellious, I think.
2: <laughs> and were you in bands before dead pioneers? Is this your first band?
1: Yeah, no, this is my first band. Uh, Band was something I always wanted to do, and I just never had the resources. Still, like in Utah, very much, I think, rooted in sort of whiteness. And so me being brown and native, like I was not really being invited to the table. Like there was maybe six other kids in my school um, that were into this music, and we would see each other at shows, and we were friendly to each other, but they weren't my friends. They didn't want to hang out with me. And so that ended up sort of setting the tone for like who I could connect with and who I could do things with. So it was something I've always wanted to do and something I've never been able to do. You
2: you gotta have this afraid of I'm a bad Indian.
1: Not a very good Indian. Maybe even a bad Indian. My cheekbones aren't high enough. I don't have enough beadwork or turquoise. I do my best to celebrate November like a month-long birthday for Indians. For those of you who don't know... Which is probably most
2: of you. Like, what does it mean to be a bad Indian?
1: Yeah, like like I'm not doing it right. And, and kind of going back to that place of uh, you know, perception and, and what that perception is supposed to be, um, there's a line in the middle of the, the song about a woman asking me what my Indian name is, and I just tell her it's Greg. And then she's so disappointed. A woman once asked me my Indian name, and I said, it's Greg she was so disappointed she was like no it has to be red eagle or two rivers or gray skull i said yes wait is that for real no no i said without her realizing my brief but generationally relevant he-man joke the kind of joke that would tell her that while And then I give her a lie, where I tell her that uh, that, that my, my Indian name is Walking Eagle. And there's this old Native comedian uh, named Charlie Hill, a Native comedian who was like the first real Native comedian, and he worked with Richard Pryor and went on later to actually write for The Simpsons and uh, was just one of, one of a, a great Native comedians amidst a, a lot of good Native comedians that are out now. Um, they had this joke, Walking Eagle, where like the only time an eagle walks is when it's too shit to fly. And um, what's funny is, is that like that entire little set of lyrics is uh, based on a true story where those exact things were said. And um, and having that experience being true and, and it aligns with something that is not what she wants or expects. That She wants to know what my Indian name is. And when I tell her my Indian name, she's disappointed because it doesn't sound like what it's supposed to sound or what she thinks it's supposed to sound like. So bad Indian really is just sort of the embodiment of like how I'm a bad native person because I am not falling into these uh, these tropes or these stereotypes that are expected of me. Um, and I think it speaks to, I mean, a lot of native people have talked to me about this, but it speaks to a, a very common experience that we have in America. Like, you don't look native, like your name doesn't sound native and like i've had people tell me that i should change my name to make it sound more native and it's just like these are just insane conversations uh, but it happens all the time i believe when they found the body of general george a custer he like a porcupine with indian arrows he didn't die with any honor any dignity or any valor When went down when they found george a custer american general patriot
2: One of the themes that's on this record and I've noticed in throughout a lot of your work is, you know, calling out like like whitewashed portrayals in media from cartoons and comics to film roles by like Johnny Depp and Daniel Day-Lewis of, of indigenous <laughs> representation. And in your talks, you kind of even like, take that further and talk about how indigenous people are not monolithic and, and just, I was kind of curious to hear you talk about that a little bit about, about identity and, and portrayals and, and how you're pushing against that or trying to reframe the narrative in your music.
1: Yeah, there's there's all these tropes that exist and and these narratives that exist that people believe are true, like cowboys and Indians is is contrived. That didn't happen. It was made for entertainment. Uh, it was made for paintings and for art and for you know these dime novels back in the day and for comic books and for for cinema especially. And it just creates this narrative of of our existence as Native people only. Being able to exist within the the perspective of our existence and not the reality of our existence. In in other words, like somebody's expectations are what's true and what we actually feel or know about ourselves is not because it's been fed through media over and over and over again. And so like... There was a time in my life, I think, where I was presenting more native than I am now, wearing beadwork. And uh, my hair has usually always been long. I, ju- I just cut it about a month or two ago. Um, but, like, actually starting to buck some of those things and allow myself to be like what I say in the there's a line in Bad Indian where I'm talking about this woman where I said, I don't think this woman understands that, like, while native, I'm also having an American experience and that the definition of who we are is not rooted in a relic image from the mid 1800s with buckskins and feathers but that we are indigenous people who have a life and have a connection to the land and to our communities that are also listening to Kendrick Lamar and you know Black Flag and idols and everything else we're we're in this interesting duality and trying to articulate that to other people in my work as part of that. And part of it is also me trying to find freedom in my own identity and not trying to live up to expectations of that identity and hopefully create a narrative that, that makes it easier for my kids to navigate um, the space that has never really allowed us to be ourselves, uh, a true version of ourselves.
2: I'd love to dig into it. Um, the song, We Were Punk First. What does that mean to you to, to be punk first?
1: Uh, I mean, I think the ethos of punk is about rebelling against systems that are not working. You know, obviously, colonialism didn't work for Native people. <laughs> and so there's there's this immediate sort of bucking of those systems that are thrust upon you, which, of course, is articulated so well through, through punk music um, and through hip hop music. And um that that line actually came from a friend of mine uh, Walt, who worked with somebody with this group called the Stronghold Society, which is a skateboarding like nonprofit organization that's trying to create a narrative of uh, suicide prevention through skateboarding. And I've just heard about it. I heard that line uh, it was on a skateboard and I talked to him about it and for years I've talked to him about it and I was like, this needs to be a thing. People need to know this line because it's so incredibly strong. So, the visual is a native with a mohawk and being able to say, We were punk first, which is, of course, some low hanging fruit. That's enough to kind of get you in the door. But I, I really do believe that um, that statement of being punk first is about uh, rebelling against power structures that would otherwise try to oppress. Uh, and that really is sort of the ethos of, of punk. Do you know what that means? Back, ceremony back, identity back, Homeland back, land back,
2: land back.
1: This is why music has been here all Humming the music, you're ruining the song. It doesn't matter how often I curse, the end of the day, we're one first.
0: That was Greg Deal of Dead Pioneers speaking with KEXP's Dusty Henry. And coming up next time on Sound and Vision, the Inuk singer Ilisepi will talk about making a covers album sung entirely in her native language of Inuktitut. I've just always wanted to make an album in my language, uh, revisiting all these great big songs that uh, will remind us a little bit of our our past and how uh, music had played a huge role to soothe us, to give us comfort enjoy when we were, we were going through hard times because we have to know that Inuit in the northern Canada anyway were nomads in the 60s still That's the next sounded vision podcast. And by the way, KEXP's fund drive is happening from October 13th through the 20th. That's where we remind you that KEXP is a publicly funded station, that the majority of our funding comes from listeners, that you help make what we do possible. So before we go, please consider giving to Sound and Vision. You can do that at KEXP.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.